It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Howard leads. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. And your biggest heartbreaks. 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. Down, leap for the end zone, and he got it! And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. There's the bell sound. We come back. It is team week on the Wesson Walker Show, and we are talking about the Tar Heels of North Carolina and their offense that will be under new leadership. Chip Lindsey enters the fray. This is his first year as an offensive coordinator. North Carolina returns eight starters on offense, including you-know-who, Mr. Drake May. And when you look at their 2022 Stat rankings from the ACC last year. They were third in scoring. They were number one in touchdown scored. They were number one in total offense. They were second in the league in average yards per play, third in pass efficiency, first in pass completion percentage. This was a prolific passing unit, folks. They were eighth in turnover margin, first in first downs, third in third down offense, number one in first downs passing, but perhaps one of the biggest worries that North Carolina fans should have this season. They were 12th in sacks against. That is not very good. And four offensive linemen return from that same unit for the Tar Heels. Enter Chip Lindsey. He's overseen offenses that have averaged at least 30 points per game in eight of his 11 seasons as a full-time staff member at the collegiate level. He came to Chapel Hill after one season as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at UCF. And while he was there, the Knights had an offense that was 26th nationally in scoring, 11th in total offense, and 8th in rushing offense. And before that, he was at Troy for three seasons. During his second season, Troy was 21st nationally and second in the Sun Belt in passing yards per game. And most importantly, when you talk about those sacks against, maybe he can help shore up that offensive line with his scheme because in that season at Troy, the line ranked third nationally in pro football focus pass blocking efficiency ratings, allowing just nine sacks, six quarterback hits, and 45 hurries for 60 total pressures in that second season that he had at Troy. So we'll see if he can help out the North Carolina offensive line. But again, like I said, you know the key personnel. Drake made 45 big-time throws last season, according to PFF. That was the most in the FBS by a wide margin. The skill set, the skill players. J.J. Jones returns. He's going to be big time for them. Nate McCollum also out there has joined them as well. We'll wait and see on Tez Walker. And the Hills also have to try to find some consistency at the running back position to which they have a great room uh, full of young talent. All right. So if we focus, let's go players and scheme, right? Players are going to be interesting because you don't have Josh Downs anymore. You don't have Antoine Green anymore. You do have some receivers that you feel decent about stepping up, but Tez Walker was one of them, and we don't know if he's going to play. And now, here we are the week of the season opener, a pretty big one, on a neutral site, 
in Charlotte. So you're going to have a lot of fans on both sides. You're going to have a lot of South Carolina fans and North Carolina fans in attendance at Bank of America Stadium. And you don't know if you have what was thought to be a pretty big wide receiver and how he's going to be in the mix this year. I have no clue. And Fiddy, just to get an update, there's nothing, right? Like, do we know how good or bad we feel about Tez Walker possibly coming back before the season opener? Uh, there's a very good chance they can find out during warmups if he's allowed to play or not. And they're operating like that. They've installed a game plan or they're installing a game plan with him and a game plan without him. And they're going to bring his equipment on with them to Charlotte in case they find out moments before if he can play or not. All right, so how dramatic is that? <laughs> game time decision <laughs> for the NCAA deciding. Uh, all right, we'll decide. Go not on and to be play like your parents anymore. will tell you on a Saturday. Go on outside and play. So it's all about if the weapons can step up and Drake May having a year under his belt. You would hope that that's kind of the idea, right? Each player gets better each year that they're in college football or the NFL, whatever. It often doesn't work like that. In fact, we could just go to the previous QB when the stats go down every single year for Sam Howe. Freshman year was statistically the best season that he had, and then the next season was worse, and then the season after that was even worse than what he did in the first season. So hopefully that's not the case for Drake May. He still pulls everything off to be at least the second player or QB off of the board behind Caleb Williams and these guys can step up in a way that mitigates the loss of a Josh Downs and you mentioned it Wes you know former offensive lineman like yourself you talked about how the big boys up front are going to be vitally important this year. oh they're going to be super important because you're going to protect the prize that is Drake May he is the key to the offense and so when you look at this unit and who the top targets will be. It's got to be J.J. Jones at this point because this is a guy that brings the size to the table, 6'2 and a half, 210 pounds. He had 24 catches for 434 yards. He was second on the team with over 18 yards per catch. And then Nate McCollum, he is a speed merchant with the Yellow Jackets. In 29 games, he had 75 receptions for 778 yards and four touchdowns but this was a Georgia Tech offense heavy on the run you know how the Yellow Jackets give it up and so uh, these are guys that are going to have to step up because you don't know if Tez Walker is going to be able to play but also when you go and take a look at this rushing attack uh, this is a team that's definitely going to be looking for that to be able to take some of the heat off of Drake May so that he doesn't have to be running out of the pocket all of the time. British Brooks returns after missing all of last season, and I know that they're excited about him returning. Elijah Green, their leading rusher from last season, he's back as well, 558 yards rushing at eight scores he had, and also Amari and Hampton, 401 yards and six touchdowns he has. So they've got capable backs as a team. They rushed for 4.2 yards per carry last season, and the thing is, too, is that a lot of people talked about how teams started to catch up to the Tar Heels as the season went on, and that might have been their demise because when you look at Drake May over the first 10 games, over 3,400 yards passing, 34 touchdowns to three interceptions, also tack on 584 yards rushing with five scores. But over the final four games, 909 passing yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions, 114 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. So big discrepancy there as far as just having those gaudy numbers. Because if you look at that, over 10 games, he had 34 and actually 39 total touchdowns. That's almost four per game. Over the final four games, you like to see him 
at that average, but only six total touchdowns over the last four games. So that's something that Carolina will have to be able to uh, keep him consistent throughout the season because he didn't finish it on a high note. All right, so despite having what is probably the second-best quarterback in all of college football, Mac Brown has made it very clear they want to emphasize the run game this season. Here's Mac Brown talking about just that. So we've talked about running the ball the last two years. We haven't. That's a goal we didn't get accomplished because we didn't really commit to it. We've talked about stopping the run, and now you're not going to get off the field if you let them run for five yards on first down and three yards on second down. Everybody's going to go for third and fourth down with analytics. It's just a new thing. So you've got mm-hmm. to stop the run on first down. So I've told Coach Chiswick, uh, don't talk about the goals, man. Commit to it and stop it. And if we have to put 13 on the line of scrimmage to stop the run and have them throw it <laughs> over our head, go congratulate them if they hit it. But I want the run stopped. So – That is our goal, and we are committing to stop. All right, so you start to hear more commitment to stopping the run than actually running the football. But if you hear the beginning of that soundbite, it was that they wanted to run the ball more. The offensive coordinator, Drake May, Mac Brown relationship all across the board is fascinating because it gets even more fascinating when you include Phil Longo. Mac Brown, pretty frustrated the last two years. Phil Longo was your play caller. What did Mac Brown say at the beginning of that sound clip? We talked about running the ball a lot more effectively and a lot more, period, but we didn't do it the last two years. Well, guess what? Phil Longo isn't the offensive coordinator anymore. So, Mac Brown, 10 days after Longo was dealt with, he goes and finds somebody that likes running the football a lot. You talked about all of those running backs. They got five guys returning, and a lot of them, maybe three, four, maybe even all five, all of them are capable. So, are they going to lean heavily on the run game to the detriment of of Drake May's stats because Wes we've talked about the ACC QB that has the best chance to end up in New York City in the Heisman voting and I kind of shrugged my shoulders I I know Jordan Travis is very good at Florida State I perhaps dismissed him a little too early but I thought it was pretty clearly Drake May because of all the stats he accumulated last year the more you start to pay attention to what Chip Lindsey likes to do, especially with his offense at Troy, you can see the Gus Malzahn influence heavily felt and some people argue that he might even lean a little too heavily on the run. Not according to Mac Brown, though, because Mac Brown's been wanting to run the football a lot more. And that's why a lot of people were upset with Longo not picking up yardage in short yardage situations, trying to have extensions of the run game, but not actually running it by running a million bubble screens. He'd probably call a screen to Ian Thomas, your boy, just like he got <laughs> upset with Carolina and Frank Reich doing that. The offensive coordinator spot with Chip Lindsey in here now compared to Phil Longo and the marriage with Drake May, it is going to be fascinating to watch, dare I say, maybe even the most interesting offensive coordinator QB pairing that we have in the ACC, even more so than Kate Klubnick and Garrett Riley, even more so than Robert and I and Brennan Armstrong. Because, Wes, I just have so much faith in Garrett Riley to figure it out. We've seen Anai and Armstrong before. Lindsey and the second-best QB in the country? I don't know. Are you going to take the football out of his hands a little bit more so? That's what's going to be fascinating. Well, I think it will definitely help take some of the punishment that he could potentially take off because this was a North Carolina program that was fifth in the ACC last season in rushing attempts. And Drake May had 184 attempts. Granted, they weren't all designed runs, but they want to cut that that total down when you talk about attempts by a long margin. And the way that you can do that is by having guys – And sticking to the run as well, because I know it's easy to get caught up 
in the Drake May hype, wanting him to get his numbers, wanting him to throw it all over the park. I mean, I would too if I had a quarterback that was completing 66% of his throws and threw for 4,300 yards. But that's going to be a key uh, point of emphasis for them is to develop a consistent running attack because, frankly, it helps in, in pass blocking as well when you get to soften up those defensive linemen by pounding on them and mauling them just a little bit. But also when you talk about a quarterback like Drake May, it just opens up the game so much more when he's got an effective rushing attack. When you have to worry about that, I mean, could you imagine what he would have done if he would have had Javante Williams and and Carter and that crew with Drake May with the way that, that he can play the game? So uh, it's going to be definitely a, a point of emphasis for the Heels, and they need to be able to get that done. And uh, I think it would make Drake even more efficient. So here we are talking about the relationship between the OC and the QB. Well, Chip Lindsey has made it very apparent that Drake May himself is going to have a big role in the way UNC's offensive coaches devise the game plan, quote, for the Gamecocks. Here's Chip's Lin- Chip Lindsey, a quote from him directly. Your quarterback is heavily involved in the game plan. I don't want to call plays that the quarterback does not want. At the end of the day, if I like a play and think it's a good play, but Drake May doesn't feel confident in the play or doesn't feel great about seeing it, then we throw that out. So I want to go to you, Fiddy, because I know you're not the biggest fan of Chip Lindsey coming over as the offensive coordinator, despite some stops, especially with the heavy Gus Malzahn influence. You even have a relationship between him and Todd Munkin. So you have some names there. The name relationship is pretty big, but here we are allowing Drake May, still a younger QB, to have some kind of role in the offensive game plan. How do you feel about that and Chip Lindsey as a whole? And yeah, no, the the hire was one of the more underwhelming hires across college football, considering the talent that Drake May is, the offensive skill position talent that that does reside in Chapel Hill. You should be able to go and get a coordinator who, at his last two major stops, didn't have his play calling duty stripped away from by, by Gus Malzahn, and that's what happened with Chip Lindsey. Um, in terms of deferring to Drake May having a heavy influence in, in your game plan, like it makes a lot of sense. But he's not a play caller. And so if, if you have confidence in a play and your quarterback doesn't have confidence in a play, you got to – like that's why you're the coach and he's the player. Like call the play. They, they need to execute the play. If it doesn't work, okay, then you, you don't go back to it. But you can't go in there pretty much saying, I'm going to do everything that you want to do because you're a player. You're not seeing the same things I'm seeing up top in a box. Uh, mm, I kind of agree with that, but then I don't agree because Drake May, with his football IQ and the way that he plays the game, I think that's the type of respect they have for uh, his vision and the way that he plays the game out there. So I don't really have an issue with them. A lot of coordinators go over the game plan with their quarterback, what they like, what they don't like. And so uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I I like the open approach because it does make sense. Why would I call a play that my quarterback doesn't feel comfortable with? But I also agree with you, right? Like you do want to call the right play that you feel comfortable enough to say, Drake, this is your second year starting in college football. I'm going to go ahead and call this because of my experience over the past decade being involved with bright offensive minds and running an offense that has been successful. I have been a part of And the last thing too, when you're talking about Chip Lindsay coming over and Drake may having some of this say, remember this offseason, plenty of suitors for Drake. No doubt about it. Player empowerment. When you talk about, (laughs) hey, Drake, look, why don't you come on board here? Stay, stay in North Carolina. And we're going to give you a lot of money. Don't worry about that. But also, we're going to allow you to even be a play caller 
while you move up to the next level in the NFL. Yeah, I'm at, I I wonder if some of this is paying the piper with some of the promises you had this offseason. Oh, no doubt about it. Like you said, you hit it right on the head, man. It's player empowerment time, and to be able to keep a guy like Drake May, you definitely want to give him that freedom and a little bit of Stay control. away, Bama. Yeah. Stay away. We're going to give him coaching duties.